0: You all ready for this? Are you ready? <laughs> 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 He's ready to go.
1: <laughs> this is uh I'm Alex Tutone. This is my co-host, Crippy Cripperson. Yeah. In place of Maddie Matheson. That's right. This is now a young Crippin podcast for all those all those who don't know what we're about over here. Young Crippin. You know what I'm saying? In oh. progress. He ran into Doug downstairs, uh, my landlord. And oh, what is the landlord? That's the landlord. Yeah. Oh, what did Doug? Shit. What did Doug say? It's
0: like, what are you guys doing here?
1: <laughs> Again, Doug is a recurring character on the on this show because I talk about him. He, have you seen Anaconda? Have you seen that movie? Yeah, hell yeah. He looks just like John Voight in Anaconda.
0: Who is that old boy that was catching the snakes?
1: Yeah, the guy is like, you got to catch the snake. He's got to. He was
0: like, don't kill him. Yeah. That's the prize snake. That was
1: when I had that on VHS. Yeah. Anaconda. Anaconda. Yeah. That's Doug. I
0: used to watch that. My boy Q. You know what I'm saying?
1: Yeah. Doug is, uh, I think he's like on the edge. I don't even even know how I got in this place. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't know what. It must have been like, I don't know. I don't know why he let me. Because he doesn't let no one rent here. He's very suspicious of everybody. If I have anyone come here that's not white, he's like, he always has a comment. Nah, he, he was, you could tell he yeah. was tripping. Yeah, he's tripping. Omar, knock it off. Can you see this man? Let's say this man grew up in your neighborhood, right? Uh huh. He'd be from the set. He'd be from the We're set. We're calling milk or something.
2: Shining
0: milk <laughs> the tall glass of milk yeah.
1: it happens right
0: yeah we call them <laughs> white cubs or something yeah
1: you <laughs> didn't blink cause it, it, there is a phenomenon in LA of of white crips you see them here and there here yeah. and there here and there and and I remember we had one in, in Venice uh, and I remember seeing him and I'm like damn that dude's dark like he's out there he's out on the outer limits yeah right cause he's gotta do some extra shit I think um uh, someone there's a comedian that had a bit about that but um too hot but yeah anyways jason from the set milk jason or
0: probably like j-lo j-lo
1: you know what i'm saying j-lo and what, you know what wh- <laughs> i mean or ghost or something like that ghost. casper but you know like what, I mean? what about like ichabod young young ichabod crippin ichabod <laughs> you know ichabod crane nah, no no the legend that. of sleepy hollow Sleepy Hollow, yeah. headless horseman. Oh, that's know. the headless horseman. The headless horseman. Okay,
0: Ichabod <laughs> Crane. This is real name. Yeah, <laughs> I can see that. Sleepy Ichabod Hollow. Crane.
1: Come get, come get in front of the camera where we talk about your your uh your your never your unrealized crib career. Jasper. You know what I'm saying? We
0: probably call him Freddy Cougar. Freddy you know what I'm saying Cougar Low.
1: Right. You know what I'm saying Kruger G. Imagine this man, but like a a, a completely different blue eyes. <laughs> Good blue eyes, look at that. I had a homie named Blue
0: Eyes, he was half white. He yeah. uh, deceased now, but they kind of got the same face. Right. You know what I mean? He just had a gang of tattoos and shit. I mean, Little I'm gonna tell you
1: teeth. that if he if this man approached me as a gang member, I would be terrified because I would think like, that's not a run of the mill gangster. That's, yeah. a, that's so like- So he got something to prove. He got something to prove. And he's like nine feet tall, skinny. Yeah. So you know he's got something on him. Yeah. And it would be a, very, a, really scary, uh, a really scary day in, in L.A. if this guy was roaming the streets as a fully-fledged gang member. I wouldn't want no problems.
0: You wouldn't want no? He re- you remind me of Remy before he shaved his head. Remember
1: on Higher Learning? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Remy. <laughs> yep, yep. So, I mean, do you think it's too late for him? Can we get him sorted out? um uh you know we could see what's happening you know what i mean
0: all right we'll check the uh resume see what's going on where yeah. your granny stay at she's dead or uh, where did she where is her house at it's uh
1: cambridge massachusetts
0: uh massachusetts <laughs> yeah damn because you know that's where we like in this in the era that i'm from and under me everybody pretty much from where that granny stayed at deceased or not you know what i'm saying like my granny dead, too, you know what I'm saying? But you know that's where the the, the gang we end up being from. Cambridge, Massachusetts. All right, Cambridge, Crippin, huh?
1: They don't have crips out there yet, do they? Uh,
0: <laughs> and uh, in Massachusetts, Boston, yeah. oh. I believe it's, it's crips in Boston.
1: Oh, really? Yeah, hell yeah. I remember you can you can go know Jason. We've had enough fun at fun your expense. I remember when because I you know I'm how old are you? Thirty three. Oh, okay. So you you. You probably realize, you've seen the phenomenon of when gangbanging spread from L.A. Started in, you know, they had the documentary Banging in Little Rock. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Started in L.A., went to Little Rock. And then I remember New York started having gangmen like, Bloods and Crips, right? And I remember just being, like, blown away by that. And then you go out there in New York and you see and they do it in a whole different way, too. It's, like, a wildly different setup. Yeah. Right? Like, they're, it's not as, um... It's not as organized, right? It's like they're they're intermingling. The outfits are crazy. Yeah. I mean, everything is crazy at this point. I mean, I think that, you know, when I grew up, identifying a gang member was very easy. I think now it's kind of hard. You obviously look like a gang member. You got a blue rag on your head. I'm You're a, not fucking I'm, around. I'm, 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 ha-
0: I'm halfway from the old school, man. Yeah. I can say that now. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. But that's your thing. You got a
0: very old school kind of... But this... You know this blue rag though, this mm. comes from before, I call this 2BC, cause it's from 1967. Okay. So this two years before Crip, you know what I'm saying? <laughs>
2: so, you
0: know, 2 just BC. for the record, this, you know, vintage. Right, That's vintage. Yeah, this is just a handkerchief right
1: here. Is it a vintage handkerchief? Yeah. It is, huh? Yeah. It's like the really old one with the, um, yeah. oh shit. That's yeah. like a legit, oh okay yeah that's we ain't tight. playing no games you're not around fucking around here, nah. <laughs> serious and it all it all comes into the uh the sound that you have is very vintage right yeah, yeah yeah it's like you have a very old school like your style is like it makes me think of i don't know i want to say there's a little spice one in there spice one i, I love could be wrong spice one <laughs> a touch i
0: love spice one 187 proof that's i'm happy you noticed that man because i um like, I'm a fan, I'm a big fan of Spice
1: One, the early Spice One shit, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, Spice One, uh, you know, obviously like CMW, that shit, uh, when that shit came out, I was just like, that first concert was CMW, you know that song, Late Night Hype? hmm absolutely. So, Late Night Hype, this is just
0: me like thinking, right? You know how everybody rap now, like with the low tone, you know what I mean? Late Night Hype, to me, was is a version of uh, what's going on right now. Like the uh, way MCA was coming off. Yeah. It was a Friday, Friday and he mm-hmm. was chilling mm-hmm. like a criminal. Mm-hmm. You know, the time So all so peeped out. The, it's like he flipping the words the same way nigga's flipping it now. But. That's true. Except it was on B back then. Now it's like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was a little. It's a little, little, tad bit different. But it's right. like the same ballpark, though.
1: It's all cycles, man. Everything is cyclical. Everything comes back around. Yeah. Everything old must be remade new again. Yeah. Everything. It's crazy. Yeah. Like everything gets repackaged. It's like there was like it's like there originally was five things that were made and we just been spinning them around forever. <laughs> you know what yeah. I'm saying? Like every yeah, for like sure. and if you wait long enough, your shit'll come back and stop. Yeah, it's gonna swing back around. Oh. Yeah. I'm old enough to have seen that. Like I'm old enough to see things that I fucked with when I was a kid. It's all coming full circle. And like I remember when I was a kid, I would see kids emulate stuff from the sixties and seventies, yeah. And I'd be like, "What the fuck? What is that about?" I don't understand. But now I get it. It's yeah. just like everyone's kind of—I mean, because you have to—you got to you gotta emulate some shit. You have to start somewhere to create your own style, right? And what are you going to reference? You can't reference the future. You got to reference the past. Exactly. Right. I mean, I just—I'm just not realizing that at this in, at this moment why that is what it is. But that's why things. <laughs> things just cycle Confucius. man things
2: <laughs>
1: things cycle i mean i i you know it's it's my job to be aware of what's happening. i mean it's not my job i love being aware of what's happening yeah and i'm always watching everything as much as i can but it feeds into my job is like understanding patterns isn't that exciting though like being like being naturally aware of shit like mm-hmm.
0: you know what i mean it's mm-hmm. just like I mean exciting I, that that's a good word. Yeah. But like just just the, like yo instinct already just understanding everything that's going on like they, you feel like that give
1: you a uh a, a edge on everything. Yeah, man, I feel like cuz a lot of people are oblivious to shit, you know what I'm saying? Or they're just or people are just writing something that someone else is writing, right? Like we're right. all we're all part of something that already existed but but to be plugged into it is something else. Yeah. Like to be in the in the flow of it and to be plugged into what's happening and understanding what's happening, that's different. But and then the other people just pick it off. They're like, oh, that's the wave. Oh, okay. They don't understand why. Right. 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 Like like you're doing what you do because you obviously have a history in that old sound, that old yeah. L A. Just like, you know. Yeah, for sure. The entire lifestyle. You know what I'm saying. The whole shit. Yeah. DoorDash. You forget the one thing at the store, now you can get snacks, drinks, and other grocery essentials that you need delivered in under an hour with DoorDash. As always, DoorDash connects you with the restaurants you love right now and right to your door. Even if you tried to make the DoorDash read funny, but totally lost track of the whole thing because uh, a young crip was smoking blunts and you in, ingested weed smoke. Uh, not on purpose, it's what they call a freelapse. You got a contact that. Ordering is easy. Open the DoorDash app and choose what you want to eat and your food will be left safely outside your door with the contactless delivery drop-off setting. With over 300,000 partners in the US, Puerto Rico, Canada, and Australia, you can support your neighborhood go-tos or choose from your favorite national restaurants. For a limited time, our listeners can get 25% off and zero delivery fees on their first order of $15 or more when you download the DoorDash app and enter code PTA2021. That's 25% off, up to $10 value, and zero delivery fees on your first order when you download the DoorDash app in the app store and enter code PTA2021 don't forget that's code PTA2021 for 25% off your first order with DoorDash subject to change terms apply speaking of so let's let's. Uh, I think that our I think the PTA fans are not going to understand let's, let's talk about your life but let's explain it to someone outside of LA so we have to we have to explain the obvious shit Right, because I think that a lot of the people that follow PTA, deep in Massachusetts, Michigan, Canada,
0: probably don't get it yet.
1: They don't really understand what the fuck's going on. I don't think, and uh, you know, and we think as 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 people from LA, we think that this is the center of the universe, right?
0: Definitely, we do. We definitely do.
1: Right? Yeah. It may be one of the centers of the universe. Yeah, but uh, uh, you know, and I know that you know, we talked last time. Uh, at the at the barbecue, and uh, you told me that you went to Westside Alternative. Yeah, yeah which yeah. I know Westside. Yeah, <laughs> Westside. They call all the teachers by their first name mm-hmm. instead of last name. Mm-hmm. Very hippie, progressive yeah. kind of school. Super, right? But that's the kind of thing that will open up your mind to some shit, right? Yeah. Because if you think about neighborhoods, uh, you know, neighborhoods get landlocked right like venice is interesting because like even though there's a hood and some people don't leave that those parameters yeah. you could go somewhere like you could go to the beach you could learn to skateboard you could boogie board you can do other things but other neighborhoods like deep in LA they're like length. my hood yeah miles and miles of gangs around it from
0: every angle you know like north south east west southeast southwest any direction you go is miles of gangs
1: right and with those miles of gangs, you're talking, you know, you're talking uh, 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 within that within those barriers. You're talking beef. Yeah, beef All, for sure. You're surrounded, surrounded by, beef. by beef for sure. Surrounded by. Imagine that, people. Imagine growing up in a place where just to go from one block to the next uh, could be life threatening. Yeah, depending for sure. on on who you're with, and like because I where I grew up. I grew up a block outside of the hood, right? So I had access to it, but I wasn't sucked in. That's player right there. Right, yeah. <laughs> like I was like, I would see it, I'd go dip in. Like I literally remember as a kid going in and it being from, you cross a line and it was like 4th of July, like yeah. it was live. Yeah, Like it was just, just, shit was going off. Yeah, And you go back to the other, like I'm talking like a block. Yeah, that's <laughs> how it'd be. It's like that, right? Yeah. And I was thinking about that today, when you were coming, I was like thinking about I was like, if I had grown up a few blocks the other way, I would've got indoctrinated. For sure. Because they would have been like, you're too big to to be just let out. Like you need to be, you need to be with us. Yeah. You need to, or or would or would have been doing something. like It's either that or like what you play ball. But even even if you play ball, some of the some of the gang members were also the ball, ball players.
0: Players, you don't make it to the league. Yeah. You you banging hard as you was balling, for sure. All that a lot of a lot of like. I'm not gonna say success, I don't know any successful gangbangers, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like active, actual, I don't know anybody successful doing it, but like at the uh, the goal of gangbanging, uh, a lot of the most successful gangbangers or the bigger names came from sports, you know what I'm saying? So now that I look back and just analyze it, it's like, all right, they was used to training hard for this basketball shit or football shit, right? And then oh. that didn't work. So now it's like you join the gang, you already used to, your mind <laughs> already programmed to, all right, I need to go do this, this, and this, and I'm oh, okay. on it. Like, so those are a lot of, if you think about it, like a lot of gang bangers, like big
1: name niggas was yeah. fucking athletes at first. Cause they're disciplined. Exactly. Right. And do you, th- I never thought about that. Yeah. Because it's a discipline, right? I mean, and you're even basically- And I came
0: from sports, but early though. Early. Before What'd you play? basketball, softball and shit. Yeah, but little league, before, cause I was from the gang before high school and all that shit, so.
1: How old you were you know, when you got put on? 13.
0: 13. 13. Yeah. But claiming it, like, already writing it on walls before that, and right. acting like I'm from it and shit. You right. know what I'm saying? Right. Doing the, you know, shit that the lost youth do.
1: And what's the, like when you're, so people understand what's the allure, right? Cause people, people from the outside say like, well, just don't join a gang, like you know, it's like. It's not that simple. Right.
0: It's, it's Well, first of all, like when you, um, when you coming up in that type of area where you surrounded by gangs, right? Well, let me back up a little bit and just talk about stepping outside of the door. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Yep. All right, when you step outside the door, all right, it's not much going on, it's the slums. You know what I mean? And when I was coming up, it was still like crack around. Crack was pretty heavy on the scene still. Mm-hmm. Like that mm-hmm. shit don't even really exist no more. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Um so all the homies were selling dope. Everybody got low riders and shit. Mercedes, Benzes, Cadillac trucks. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And then it's a unit. So it's like a brotherhood, a family, but it's really like a miniature army you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. so like just being a part of something so regal and it seemed regal and prestige like man a big homie getting respected like the way we move i remember the first time i went to like a hood day picnic or like a funeral and seeing how the homies like gang slide like you know how motherfuckers say gang sliding but gang sliding is actually like the same shit that car clubs do like when we in traffic and we riding 20 30 cars deep <laughs> Like, bro, we're blocking all. We're leaving together and pulling up together. Mm. So we blocking off traffic. Mm. Man, the first time I seen that shit, bro, I was like, I was probably about 13. Right. You know what I'm saying? I don't remember if it was the hood day or a funeral. You know what I'm saying? Um, And I just seen how the homies was blocking off traffic. We just clowning. You know what I'm saying? In traffic, like going to other shit that I can't say. You know what I mean? All in this. Man, that shit was so amazing to me. You know what I'm saying? And just like the homies, just being out on the block freely, doing what the shit was like the movies, bro. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because I, I didn't. I came into it when it was already in full swing, so it's already movies about it and shows about it and shit. So we already grow up seeing it on TV. You know what I mean? And a, a lot of my friends' dads was bangers and shit. You know what I'm saying? So, Through
1: social media, too, because social media had It wasn't answer. no social
0: media. Right. It wasn't. Right. Niggas ain't even have cell phones like right. that. Right, 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 you right. You know what right. I'm saying? Not yeah. yet. Like, motherfuckers had burnout next tells Right. That lasted for 30 days. Right. And then you probably might get another one or a fucking Nokia phones that was expensive as hell. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? For minutes. Like, yeah. niggas ain't have phones like that yet. So right. it was just all word of mouth. You know what I mean? And what you see on the block. But. You know, the allure was just the, the money, the girls, the power, just the whole shit. And then it just the, the way it felt like a unit, like a family thing. You yeah. know what I mean? Right. You know?
1: And that's going to be, if you're growing up in that neighborhood, that's going to be the most... I'm trying to figure out, because I, I feel like there's a lot of pushback over this thing called CR, critical, critical race theory right now, which I don't know too much about, but I know that they're trying to they're trying to... And there's a big fight right now going on between people understanding why things are the way they are in America, right? And a big part of that is that you talk to certain people and they'll say, "Well, just don't do that. Just don't be a criminal. Just don't do those things." But if you're a little kid, and the thing, the most beautiful thing you see in the most beautiful thing you've ever seen, right, is as a kid in a neighborhood like gangster shit, is that shit. Like you're seeing a fucking parade of like the most like glorious like. I mean, gangbanging looks amazing, right? Yeah, if it do. looks, I mean, and I know that there's a huge part of it that is like, there's a lot of fun involved, right? <laughs> it's For like, sure. Like it's, it's that w-
0: shit was like, I'm not going to act like it wasn't fun and an amazing time, right. like, you know what I'm saying? But yeah. when the fucked up shit happened, it's fucked up. But when the shit hits like the wall, overall, yeah. it's like, you know.
1: Yeah, so like, you know, as a kid, like you're seeing, you know, it's like seeing, you know, it's like growing up somewhere else and... Seeing like the home, you know, the homecoming queen and the football team out there practicing, and you see that, and you're like, "Look at these giant men! I need something to aspire to." It's just that this thing is set up where, you know, you, I mean, you know, like you said, there's not a lot of, there's not a lot of old successful gang members, right? It's not any like that's active. That's active, yeah. Yeah. Like it's
0: impossible to be active and successful because the, like, when you super active, your time pretty much ticking, right? Like, and people that last long on the streets is people that know how to turn it on and turn it off. Right. But it's hard as fuck to turn it off. Right. Like, every time I got turned on, and I got turned on a lot, the only thing that turned it off was jail. Right. You know what I mean? And then coming home, and then, you know, gradually getting back into it. You know what I'm saying? Right. But it's like, Nothing. Nothing turns that off besides like death or jail. Like you might get lucky and you know something happened that you know you have a vision or some shit, uh, epiphany right. or something like that. You might get lucky and get that and fall back. Or like me, you may get lucky and get an opportunity. A lot of people get opportunities, right but don't know how to recognize them. You know right. what I'm saying? So you know you you might recognize the opportunity like I did and take advantage of that. You know what I'm saying? But that's like rare like we not we not built to we not built to notice opportunities outside of the criminal lifestyle right like any opportunity outside of the criminal lifestyle is difficult
1: and fuck it's, that i and, could go do this and it's foreign and uncomfortable very uncomfortable like that doesn't feel like i've experienced the same in a different way i've right. experienced many things that i've done in my life that are not good for me, but comfortable. Exactly. And I'm like, well, I know how to do this. There's no growth there. Yeah. yeah, there's no growth there. And to grow, you have to be uncomfortable and you have to, there's gotta be conflict. Fact. Like, believe it or not, being a gang member, there's no conflict because you already know what to do. You're programmed, right? There's no, there's no, it's not scary, but you take a gang member and you put them in a situation where they're around a bunch of people that they, they've never interacted with and they get real fucking scared because I know when gang members get scared, they get real tough exactly right. hard as fuck yeah they get very hard and you're like why are you why are you getting so hard because you're fucking scared shitless. Yeah. of like of a conversation like yeah. gang members can be scared of like because they're not they're not uh they're not exposed to that yeah that's put them was, in a boardroom yeah. right like put them in a fucking meeting with like people who have, who come out of an ivy league school like cuz
0: yeah nigga. exactly
1: it's scary yeah like it's it's hard to it's hard to negotiate that because it's like you might as well like put them in a room tell them to speak fucking you know french right yeah. it's like it's intimidating yeah um so when you come out of jail uh it, was it like okay now i'm gonna now i'm gonna get it together man i came out of jail so many times right tone like mm-hmm. i'm
0: talking about man i'm going i was going well i haven't been in trouble in a, in a minute bro mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying but like i spent about. When did I get out? 2014. So I spent about 14, 15 years in and out of jail. Okay. That's a lot of time. Yeah, like two years here, a year here, nine months there. You
1: know what I'm saying? How long have you been out now?
0: I've been out since 2014. So oh, okay. I've been out- um, Oh, so before then it was years. I've been out six years. years.
1: Okay. And are you clear like you're all your- all I'm your, not on nothing. No, on this is
0: my first time and longest time not right. being on nothing. You know what I mean? But I, like you said, the uncomfortable shit, like I got out, well, my last time when I got out and and started the uh, transition, cause initially bro, I wasn't gonna. Like, I thought I was a nigga that could play both sides of the fence. Like, all right, I'm a, I wasn't even taking shit serious. But then when they indicted my homies and took, that's when I realized like, man, this shit is like, it's no ending to this. It's like no win to this shit. You know what I'm saying? So that's when I just left, I um, accepted the uncomfortability of just growing into the music and the business. Like like my main shit, like what people don't understand about me, like my main shit has never been an artist. Like my main shit was the business, hustling. Mm. Like I'm selling something, mm-hmm. like, you know what I'm saying? So uh, just uh, like going through them uncomfortable stages. Now I enjoy the challenge of shit. Like something new for me to conquer. I know it's gonna be uncomfortable. I know I'm going in a dark tunnel, ain't no light. Like I enjoy that part of the shit now. You know what I'm saying? Like it's like my life is like a fucking movie.
1: Right. And you see it as you're basically selling a product. It's just that this at one point it happens to be music, and then it's gonna be something else. And it's but you're hustling. Exactly. You're hustling your experience, basically. Exactly. Right?
0: Like yeah. I look at it as. Bro, I lived the, every aspect of the criminal lifestyle. I was a criminal. Right. I used to wake up every day, and every day is it's some laws being broken every day. Some right. criminal activity, like that's all I, so like by me having that you know, type of mindset, it's like now I need to fucking exploit this shit to the fucking T, why not? Yeah. I already fucking went to prison for it multiple times, yeah. juvenile hall camps, been shot all of anything you could think of, like I did all that part, it was no payoff. Right. So now that I did it and it's known. Like, yeah, there's no gold
1: watch at the end of that Yeah, I'm career. about to fucking yeah. exploit this shit for yeah.
0: all my niggas that can't exploit it. All my niggas that got life for some dumb shit or for some crazy shit or lost their life or lost their fucking mind or you know, never attempted to get uncomfortable, and they stuck in the hood. So I'm exploiting this shit for all of that. Like,
1: you know what I mean? And what do you think about? Um, do you think that because when you talk about West Side Alternative, right? Because I keep I keep bringing that up because that I know was gave me an edge. I it believe. gives you an edge, right? That gave me an edge for sure. It's like little shit like that. Yeah, little little experiences you have as a kid can open you up later in life in a way where you're like able to make a decision. Yeah. And that probably helped. I mean, I'm sure there's other things too.
0: Yeah, that definitely, that was definitely a factor of it. I say that all the time. And I remember I was crying when my mama told me I was leaving school and with, you know what I mean? With all my friends and shit and going, getting school bused out. Right. But like in actuality, that shit opened me up to like, like dealing with different races, different type of
1: people, knowing how to communicate. You know what I mean? A different way of thinking, different kind of teachers. Yeah, because you're dealing with teachers who are like, the teachers are gonna ha- not gonna have as much of a chip on their shoulder, right? Because right? it's a different kind yeah, of yeah. That was cool.
0: It was laid right. back. Like and like when a, the when the gang shit hit after Westside, right? Right. So, like, man, all that shit that I learned and all them experiences was blocked out. Yes. By the I'm engulfed in this shit.
2: Yeah.
1: And yeah.
0: then, like, as the years went by, like, all that shit started coming back to me. Like, yeah, all right, instead of just being, I'm driving a fucking, I'm not just driving to the Broadway swap meet, I'm going to Third Street, Promenade, okay. walking up and down, I'm going to the pier, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah, I'm all around by the beach and shit, hollering at people around here, you know what yeah. I'm saying? Like, I'm not... You know, a lot of my homies like never leave that little 10, 15 block radius at all for nothing, unless they're going to jail.
1: Right, which is crazy. So
0: it, I wasn't <laughs> scared to explore like, all right, shit, fuck it, we going here. We got to meet with these, you know what I mean? That's what, uh, you know, helped me out.
1: And then do you think that at the time, how old were you at Westside Alternative?
0: Um, shit, probably like 10, nine, 10. Nine, 10. Grade, and fifth then was grade, fifth grade, sixth
1: grade. Do you feel like there was a different, like, Do you feel like there was a period of innocence as a kid where you were just kind of like, still, like, cause there's a period, right? Where everyone's still a kid. Some kids get get fucked up early, but like, there's still a period where you're still kind of a kid. You're still goofy. You still think about silly shit. You're not like, you haven't hardened up yet. For sure. And do you remember like the, do you remember the time? Like, was it like a, like there's usually some sort of like moment, right? Something happens. You see something happen. You get beat up badly, whatever the case may be. Like, was there something that happened that made you kind of like switch? Shit, I got around the homies, like, got around them killers. Right.
0: Got around them killers and had, hey, it's like, I think it was just me seeing how my, hom- like, how serious my homies is yeah. and how serious my hood was at right. the time. Right. Like, man, they not letting shit slide. They beating the fuck out of the homies if they out of line. And when I seen that, when I seen one of my homies get his ass whooped, like, and I'm like, damn, what what he do, like, <laughs> right? And it's some little dumb shit though, like he didn't even do nothing wrong, yeah. He just having it his way, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So in my mind, like, I instantly turned into a killer in my head, right? I said these niggas is killers, yeah. Like for sure, known documented killers, like mm-hmm. everybody around me. Like, all right, if somebody do that to me, I'm killing them, right? Period. So. Like that's when I just like, that's when shit got raw. Like me just seeing that, like I don't want to be the victim of that type of shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, so. You got very serious. Yeah, I think what turned me raw is just not wanting to be a victim of shit. Like, and for, you know what I was just thinking about the other day? Like for years, bro, my car log and like network was only killers. Dope dealers, yeah. pimps. Right. And gangbangers. Right. And hoes. Right. Hood rat bitches. Like. Yeah. That's it. Right. Like that's all I had in my network, bro. Like, yeah. It's a trip now how shit is. Like nigga talking to Right. <laughs> yeah.
1: But that's cause you have the ability to navigate. And you also are like you you know, like you the reason why we're talking is that you, can't, you pull up to Born and Raised stuff and I'm like, this full school. Yeah. It's very simple. Like, yeah. You have a conversation and, you know, and then doors open up and I'm this like, in a different degree, I'm the same way. Like, I've, I used to be very closed off and I only fuck with certain kind of people. Yeah. And then you stop, you stop having that chip on your shoulder and you're like, there's a whole... Fucking world. There's a world. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and like, there's a world where people are doing shit that you're never even gonna come close to. Exactly. Like, there's a whole world of things happening that's outside of our little insulated bullshit, like little you know little fucking box yeah. you know and um yeah it's funny too cuz i remember like you know when i was a little kid i would i was like a i would read a lot i was like very like you know interested in 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 just like I had a very kind of cerebral existence, and then it got to a point where I was like, I have to put all that away, because that's not celebrated. Right? right. Nobody it's wants. Nobody dope. wants to be a nerd. It's in that time at that time when I grew up. Now it's like cool, but back then it was like you know you know you got to hide that. And I remember just like putting that shit away and like not acknowledging it yeah and not acknowledging that part of myself right and then i got to a point where i just stopped giving a shit about anything and i was yeah. like i don't give a fuck whatever the fuck you just stop caring what people think right you're just like Who cares yeah i care what you think about me i'm gonna do what i'm gonna do you know um but yeah i mean it's it's uh <clears throat> i remember too a west side alternative, there was this dude. I remember this is a, a one of my buddies went there, and and there was this dude that kept putting he kept, he kept putting his dick in the teacher's hair. <laughs> <laughs> he kept going up behind her in class and putting his dick in her hair. And I remember that from as from a little kid and just being like, because that was a level of. Uh, I was very mischievous in school, and I would do anything to provoke laughter. Yeah, and I remember that that has stuck with me because of it. Because I'm like, what a great gag that was! Yeah. Like, what a great trick! Yeah. and I remember he would just, you know, on a on a daily basis, he come up behind a teacher, get her talking, just put his dick in her haircut, <laughs> and all the kids would go crazy. Because you know, you have those those That's teachers. Raw comedy right there. Yeah, it's, I mean, those are like as a kid, those are like the funniest. You know, Bro, like
0: <laughs> I I'm at West Side one time, I get caught taking a piss. Well, I'm taking a piss. In the back behind the trash cans. Yeah. Cause something was up with the bathroom that was, it was locked or some shit. So I'm taking a piss by the trash cans. Some kids run and tell on me, right? Mm -hmm. And then uh, my teacher named Fred, I seen him not too long ago on the beach. He like fucking like, like totally like looked like he just mushroom acid out, like dude it out. Like, you know what I'm saying? But uh, I remember like, I'm like, man, I didn't piss back there. Woop, woop. And he, uh, I guess he touched some of it and his fingertip was wet. He said, if I <laughs> taste this and it tastes like salt, <laughs> this is, you telling me? I'm like, nah, I didn't do nothing. You know what I'm saying? Like, that was a, like, that was a while. It was a crazy school. <laughs> Let
1: like, me taste this. Yeah. If it tastes like boy piss. <laughs> yeah, it was a
0: crazy school. And now that I think back, like, how you know what like kid piss tastes like, bro? Yeah. You know He's what like, saying? like, I like, know. Yeah, you telling me, but um, yeah, that was a crazy school. You know, Um, what's the, uh, John Lifgow? Yeah. So his sister was a teacher there oh, when okay. I was going there. You know okay. what I'm saying? So we used to do like little, like creative shit. Like,
1: Did he ever pull up?
0: shit. Nah, he never pulled up.
1: Oh, you used to do acting stuff with her?
0: Yeah. Oh, okay. Like, you know what I'm saying? Little plays and shit. Little I used to do all
1: the little shit. Is that, do you think that that's something that you're going to get into is acting? yeah i just did
0: a movie i just did a movie uh
1: fucking um i'm in uh
0: in uh vanessa del rio biopic oh my god yeah no way yeah what was your part uh i'm a a security guard so i'm a security guard so you know around the time when she got hot in the mid 70s and late 70s was when rap was coming out and shit yeah so i'm a security guard that's like sneaking in the office recording raps and shit okay breaking up fights and fucking niggas up like the whole nine you know what i'm saying in what office she's a she's a it's black like star a, so it started in a club right her career started in a club so oh, okay in the 70s like the mob ran most of the porn shit you know what i'm saying right 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 so we in a mob ran club like a little uh it's like a freak house basically like right. you pay and you see the peep shows and all that you know what i mean and that's where she got her start at from my to my knowledge you know what i mean
1: yeah she was one of the first black Porn. She was the
0: first ethnic porn star ever.
1: Right. She and, changed the porno game. And the, and I remember uh, as a kid looking at porn and shit and like you just there was you just there wasn't options like the, the everyone was white. It was everyone was blonde yeah. with fake tits. Right. And they just there was no like it wasn't what it is now like where everyone your neighbors are fucking on on, on the internet. Yeah, right you now. could Probably. find anybody. Anybody. Yeah. Like everyone's got a tape out there to find. Yeah. But I remember and I remember kind of like being. I remember knowing that something was off. I'm like, this is not. This is not what. This is not reality. Like, this is the only people that get naked are blonde white women with, right. with fake tits, you know. But um, I guess they're they're playing to the uh, they're playing to the to the masses. Anyways, whatever. Um, so, all right. So you're out of Westside Alternative. Is West Side. West Side. You're out of West Side Alternative. You're back in the neighborhood. You get put on thirteen. Yeah and then it's on
0: so i get put on and and that summer uh like the summer i got put on was like super active so it's like what year 2000 <laughs> 2000 okay. yeah yeah yep. yeah 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 so 2000 99 2000 like the 99 2000 you know what i mean yeah that uh you know when they was saying the Y2K and shit and all yep. that, so yep. around then, yep. you know what I mean? And um, like it was just hella active when I got put on. Like yeah. A lot of my homies had just got out from like the niggas that killed niggas in 1988 and 92. <laughs> they was just now getting out of YA and mm-hmm. they still young cause mm-hmm. they went to jail when they was 14, 13. Right. So all of that energy was around the killers, fresh out of YA, so. Swole, like,
1: just, just, swole just just monstrous, big old, yeah.
0: Big old, just motherfuckers wreaking havoc now all, that I look chest, back. All chest, no legs. No legs, everybody got skinny legs. Like, everybody got skinny legs, If a motherfucker work out on his legs, he look weird to us. Like, right, right. Like, you got legs, bro, you look strange, bro. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Straight up, but. uh, No squats. Yeah, so no it was squats. It was it was all that energy mm-hmm. going on right now like all the killers like you had to prove yourself like or get like it was like they had like a non-active list. You
2: oh,
1: know okay. what I'm saying? And then yeah. like
0: in every gang it's like an in crowd and an out crowd. Right. And the out crowd is not where you want to be. Right, you know what I'm saying? Right, right, right. And I right. knew that from the jump because then was the niggas getting shocked out. You don't punks, want to be the nerd in the sent gang. to the store, <laughs> right? You know what I'm saying? Right, 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 right. Hiding right. from niggas and right. shit, like, right, bro, I'm not
1: doing none of that. So, right. you know, naturally, plus you don't get access to girls and the money and the good the shit. The money you can't yeah. have
0: spots. Right. Like, come on, right.
1: I was 15 with my own spots after that. Right. It's interesting because you know people like don't you think that people don't know or understand it right. at all and, and 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 I wanted to say something earlier
0: like when you, when you speaking on America as a whole you know I'm like a like the the country is full of judgmental I don't give a fuck ass people you know what I'm saying so yeah. it's like like you said like man they shouldn't join gangs they shouldn't do this but like it's rare that you find somebody that looks at a situation as from the, from every angle. Mm-hmm. Like people only look at shit from they angle. You know what yes. I'm saying? Because like it's naturally like a gang of selfish motherfuck self-centered motherfuckers yes. in America. You know yeah. what I mean? So people only look at it from one angle. It's like, all right, why are niggas from gangs? Why are there even gangs? Right. Or don't join a gang, you're not realizing like out of the people that make it out it's like thousands of motherfuckers that's confused like it's no help for literally hundreds of thousands of people you know what i'm saying like it's it's a mindset it's a, this shit is like bigger than just you know that's a whole another conversation though,
1: well but. once you get caught up if you're you know you're a gang member you're going to jail you're going it, to jail it's, for it's sure. Happening. It's part of the you and know.
0: you're gonna. I call it school, right for the for the for the active criminals. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That's school. Right. You know what I mean? And um yeah, I went to I went to school. I went to I started in elementary juvenile hall LP mm-hmm. GHTU. You know what I'm saying? That's elementary. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Then junior high camp. You know what I'm saying? High school. Why college is the pen, right? You know what I mean? I didn't. Been, I didn't did all my schooling. Right, and then once you go down that road, right,
1: you have to. You know, there's a. There's just. There's just. You, you're not getting a fucking job, no. right? You're not. You don't. You don't have a trade. Like you could have a trade. Let's say you come out of it and you know how to do something. You know how to work with your hands on some level, which is always a good trade, right? Yeah. I think, but most people don't mostly there's a few, there's a few who get out and have a, a solid trade, but you don't have a trade. So then your job, the jobs available to you are fucking pissant right. and brutal, right. right? Like I, the reason why I start my own company is because I don't want to interview with people. Right. I hate making, I don't want to make a resume. I'm really, I just don't, I can't handle it. I've never made a resume in my life.
0: No, I'm not doing it. <laughs> or sign one.
1: I never did a job application, anything, right. nothing. I mean, I've had jobs, trust me, and it's, it's hard. Having a job is, man i worked at, i've had some jobs and it's it's tough you know being in that job force like i worked at i worked as i worked at Eddie Bauer i worked at construction i worked at a fucking i worked as a plumber's assistant i worked at a deli like i've had all those jobs and it's hard man it's hard fucking work it's brutal
0: yeah and i mean i think i think the reason why i never got a job was just early on like i said the crack shit was still booming so I'm fucking 13, like, as soon as I get I'm I'm navigating through the hood, seeing who's who. I'm around the homies that got the power and the money. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? I want to hustle. Niggas put me in a spot. I learned how to sell dope, like, and make thousands of dollars, like, before I was fully through puberty. You know what I'm saying? So, like, my whole shit was, like, the the entrepreneurship was, like, naturally in me by the criminal element you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. just, just learning how to switch it over but i always told mm-hmm. myself though like bro i'm not getting a job i'm not gonna even when i was young i had my mind made up like because it was older it was already old crips by the time i joined you know right. what i'm saying like grown niggas
1: so and what's an old crip so they have a perspective. I'm an old crip. Exactly. Basically. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yes.
0: And then it was niggas older than my age that I am now right. that existed when I came around. Right. And it's like, bro, I'm not gonna do all this criminal shit because I had sense, but I didn't have no sense. Yes. Like, you know what I'm saying? I had sense, I just wasn't in my mind, but I always knew like, bro, I'm not about to do all this gangster shit and then at the end of the day, have a regular ass job when it's like when I get older as a like a lot of gang members, bro, do all the shit. You risk your life. You live <laughs> you live this fucking movie type life.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. This
0: crazy criminal life. And then you hit your mid thirties, forties and shit, and you got a fucking crap ass job. Like you starting over at the beginning of the workforce when in real life you supposed to be on your way out. And I said, I that like I knew that early, like that'd never be me.
1: sponsor used to say that shit, he'd be like, why is this killer working at Chipotle?
0: Exactly. <laughs> right?
1: Like, because it's like you're, you know, you're like a decorated war veteran in your neighborhood and then you're out of a job, but that's what happens when you come you, out.
0: And it's like, and it's like your whole, I think your whole imagery and like status and all that shit, like, when you talking on on street levels, because like for a lot of people, that's all they got is their name and their reputation, right? Right. But then when you go down and doing shit like that, and you know, you basically put yourself in the position of a kid again. It's like, how fucking honorable and respectable is that? Or commendable is that,
1: like, you know what I'm saying? That's a tough switch from being like, you're calling shots to having some, you know, 26 year old manager tell you to like pick up the beans and shit. Right. Like, like and then it's like, to, <laughs> your
0: value to the area now was like, now you still an aggressive old nigga because you coming through. That's the big homie, but he ain't did shit with his life. Like, we not listening to you, nigga. Get out of here. You
1: know what I'm saying? So let's, let's, uh, before we get out of this whole uh, uh, portion of it, um, yeah. Crack cocaine. Do you think that there is a, a difference in recipes that makes for a better product. Um, yeah, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> for certain,
0: bro. Like, you know, when I was in, when I was in, I was in Camp Mendenhall in two thousand two, three, mm-hmm. something like that. Well, I was there twice, so I don't know which time it was. I was in there. Oh, like oh, this between oh one and oh three. Um, bro, this fucking. Guard befriended me, bro, and asked me like the crack recipe, how to cook dope. Like I know how to cook dope. Like I was whipping dope already. You know what I'm saying? And I told him. And that shit, when it was time to go, when you get let off from camp, you got to go to court and see the judge. And they like he's teaching kids how to cook crack in here. Whoop, whoop, you know what I'm saying? They didn't want to let me out. You know what I mean? They let me out on house arrest. But I just, I just learned like not to talk about. So I, I downplay a lot of shit. Like as far as my image as G Perico. right? Because it was, shit was so real with me. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. But yes, yeah, it's, it's it's definitely you got you know you got the, the
1: there's the act
0: there's, you some motherfuckers throw um extract vanilla extract or coconut got the coconut dope. Right. Some niggas cook dry whip like you take a teaspoon and. You know, a teaspoon of boiling water and throw it in there. And right. or some niggas throw the whole water in there. And you know, this is like- <laughs> So
1: many different chefs. Yeah.
0: And mine, I haven't fucked with, crack ain't even a thing anymore.
1: Like I haven't touched crack in fucking over 10 years. You right. know what I'm saying, so. I remember somebody was making blueberry crack. They were making blue crack. Yeah, all Venice that. At some point. The yeah.
0: fucking, the, the color. Yeah, niggas was doing all that. <laughs>
1: i mean nobody the 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 little intricacies and details of this thing is it could go on forever i mean that's that's like you talk about you talk about movies man i mean no one ever gets like you think about movies that that show gang life and yeah. some of them i feel like some of them get really really get really close and do a really good job but it's still it's still on the surface it's so
0: basic surface it's level, still basic because yeah. yeah. it's
1: really bizarre and really crazy and like and i think it's it's way chiller and way crazier than they ever, like, there's things, they, they overplay the wrong shit. Exactly. The stuff is even more insane and violent than they ever play and even more weird. Yeah. Because right? there's a lot of weird shit that there's happens. a lot of strange shit A lot of shit weird shit, yeah. right? Like, a lot of weird situations and combinations of people and, you know, it... It's it's like you could you can make it like I just always imagine like a David Lynch gang movie where he, where you really like get into the really bizarre worlds of gangs and the subcultures and the things and the different methods and all the different stuff and the drug I mean, it's it's a whole universe. Um, but anyways.
0: And so, a lot of gang shit, bro, is actually comedy. Like some of the coldest niggas or the coldest people from gangs, bro, are the biggest comedians. You right. know what I'm saying? Like so it's like it's, it's two different ways to look at it. It's the comical shit. Like even when people are getting shot and killed, bro. You got right. a nigga like me that's active, but I'ma crack some jokes and have niggas laughing in a serious time. Like. Right.
1: You know what I mean? <laughs> right. I mean, that's, you know. Um, yeah, I mean I think that I think that uh that's what people fail to see is that like it looks in the in the movie version of all this stuff or what people see on the outside or, or everything else, it's it's They're not understanding that it would people wouldn't do it if it wasn't fun, right? Like this is like it's like like fucking adventure, right? It's like an adventure. It's like the fucking Goonies, you know. Like it's it's you know there's just repercussions, right? (laughs) Like you you know it's gonna end up heavy. It's
0: heavy repercussions, man. But yeah, the allure of the whole shit is fun. It's girls
1: drive fast cars, power. You know what I mean? And at the age, if you think about the age that people start gangbanging, right, around the thirteens and so on, you gotta think about like there's a reason why they recruit soldiers at eighteen. Because you're a young man, you're full of testosterone, you can't and you think straight. You don't give a fuck. And you don't give a fuck. Yeah. And imagine that, like There's nothing to lose. Like you yeah. could, at me
0: at thirteen, fourteen, the right homie tell me something, I'ma do it. Right. If it's right in front of everybody. Right. You know what I mean? That's you know. So,
1: when did you start making music?
0: Uh, so I started making music. Uh, like I always used to fuck around, like growing up, because mm-hmm. my uncle had studios and shit, and like music was always around me. Right. So in the midst of all this, like I'd be fucking recording on a tape recorder, trying to rap and shit. You know what I'm saying? Just a cappella? Yeah. Okay. Or I'd be playing a, I'd be playing the radio and have a tape recorder and be rapping into the shit, you know mm-hmm, what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Doing all that. Mm-hmm. Little camcorder, I wish I could find that shit, man. I had little camcorders of us doing all type of crazy shit. But um, yeah, I always been around it, but I didn't had the confidence to tell nobody that I did it. Yeah, Like I remember I did a song and my homie snuck he take it and run around the whole hood, it was on a CD, playing it for everybody going crazy and I was, like that wasn't like, I'm keeping up, I'm trying to keep up this gangster. Like nigga, I'm a gangster, selling dope, pimping, whatever, whatever nigga's trying to do. I'm trying to keep up that, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like I'm on edge about that and hustling and shit. Like I done had the confidence to, uh probably whatever i say really be me all the way right you know what i'm saying right i don't have that confidence yet so it took
1: for me later on to be like man fuck this because it's a jump because people might not understand this like it's a jump to go from a gang member to a performer yeah they see it and i
0: never wanted to be labeled as a rapper okay like it took me a while to accept it now like oh yeah the rapper nigga like oh
1: right yeah right but it's like because most rappers are not really they're yeah. like it's The it, most rappers are performers only, right? But you're coming from a non-performance. Like you're just you're you're basically like a storyteller, and exactly. And right. I hated. I didn't want to be in it
0: categorized with rappers, right? Because I actually lived a lot. I don't want to be categorized with it. With a we all exploiting the lifestyle, but with somebody that's exploiting some shit they never lived or felt. Like I felt the pain and did all the shit that you got to do. So right. I never wanted to be categorized as that, but. Like I would say when I first start, when I start making music like heavy was like 2011, 12 mm-hmm. before I went back to the pen. Mm-hmm. Like I started making music, but I was still like doing the bullshit. You know what I mean? Yeah. Still involved. And when I got out this last time, it was just like, just I'm all in bro. Like all my niggas was gone. Then the feds took all the rest of the homies.
1: Like, right. So jail pushed you into your career. Yeah, more. I
0: basically was forced into it. Like if right. I, uh, I'm not going to say forced, but like, you know, it just, it just happened by chance. Right. Because like, I, um, in my mind I was going to die like an important nigga from Broadway. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. That was my destiny. Like, man, I'm going to die right here in the hood. Right. Going, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. That was my destiny. Like, right. Or at least that's what I thought it was
1: yeah i mean i feel like there's something to i feel like there's something to a legacy right like if i think about if i think about my life and life in general i my personal feeling is that it's all ridiculous right like the whole if you think about yourself and the scope of the world like it doesn't matter really, right. right? Like me being here or not, it's not going to alter the world. But yeah. if they do something that people might react to in some way, that might make f- people, make someone feel a certain way, right? Yeah. Then you did. Then you made some sort of a mark. There might be a bleak look uh, on on someone's existence. But I feel like, you know, you're doing things that are creative. That shit exists without without you. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, um, you create something that people can feel something about good or bad yeah. right so then you exist in another way yeah in a way that like i think a lot of people don't get to exist you yeah. know and um and i think it's interesting because you know uh you know we you know like you're in you're doing music you're kind of interacting with people who are creative so like you're in a kind of a, a small group of people that are doing creative things but it's yeah. very small but we don't know it's small right. and the rest of the world's looking at us and like i look at everything around me and i don't think that I think this is normal, yeah. like doing all this shit, but it's not. Right. Like most people are doing are working and doing a job for someone else, or you know, just you know, be, be, people are basically painting fences and shit. Yeah. You know, like working here and do, right. getting home and then turning on the music. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. It, you know? Anyways, um, I don't know. I just it's just something- yeah, we
0: do exist in a small, and it does seem like the world does seem like huge, like the 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 creative world, but it it's really not. No, it's probably because we draw from the world. You know what I mean? Yeah. If that makes sense. Yep. Like we draw. Like I personally draw, like all my art and shit from, you know, um, the life and people. You know what I mean? I'm like a real cinematic artist. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Like you're looking to the people within this small world because you're not going to look to the dude that that is a mechanic. Right. Because he's, he's not. You know, there's nothing you're going to get from that. Right. I don't think right so you're looking to the other people in this world and then that you become insulated like in this thing when you think that that's it and you think it's normal but it's not right um so yeah i mean you know so you you started making uh you started making music started fucking on making tapes like what was the first like was there someone that when you when you were kind of trying to get on and do stuff musically was there someone that you looked at and was like i want i want to do what he does i want to be like this person um Hell yeah, shit yeah. Like loads of,
0: loads of people like, I mean the closest motherfucker to me, like in the city, like I was looking at Nip and them, like damn Nip doing this shit, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And we like close to the same age, you know what I mean? The same, for sure the same era, you know what I mean? And it's like, damn. When I heard him, I felt like, when I first heard Bullets Ain't Got No Names, I felt like, damn, this nigga stole all my raps.
1: Bro. Right. Like, right, this right, everything right, right, right. I'm supposed right. to be saying. Right. You know what I mean? Right, right, right. So right. that
0: shit motivated me a lot to do my shit. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Cause it was like, damn, this nigga got the whole mental right here, like, yeah. and it's dope. You know what I mean? So, uh, you know, when you, uh, I mean, as far as people like, you know, super close nip, uh, And you worked with Nip, right? Yeah, hell yeah. Yeah. Nip was my boy. You know what I'm saying? We started with the same person, just at different times. The same producer. Oh, okay. And uh, like, yeah, uh, like me and Nip, and then a lot of his
1: people, a lot of my people, real close. You know what I'm saying? So, um, and he was when he came out too. I remember when, you know, in the first few waves of gang rap, gangster rap, whatever you want to call it, people wouldn't really claim their shit. Yeah, he was the first one. right? he was the
0: first. He the first. He created that whole wave of like actually banging your hood right, and make, right. but not dissing. Yeah, and the whole LA accepting it. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, but at first, like, like he really like paved the way for that shit. Because at first, like when I used to be like play this shit, like my homies I'm like, man, turn that shit off. Because you know we don't really like. We not like as a whole and collective, like we not really cool with 60s like that. You right. know what I'm saying? Right. As a collective, you know what I mean? Right. And um, like the homies, man, turn that shit off. Whoa, woo. But as it as it started to progress and people seemed like, damn, we the same person, really. You know what mm. I mean? That's when the, the like niggas from my hood like accepted it and then fucked with it. You know what I mean? But uh people like him inspired me to get busy. Um and other that, people that shit
1: with me. him too. That was there's few things that that was a like a real tragedy like there's a lot of tragedies right obviously noted but that was it's few that I actually like respond to and when that happened I was like it was fucked I mean I don't know how to how to say it but it was just like it was fucked up it was fucked up in a way that it's like everyone anyone dying is fucked up but the him who he was as a person yeah what he represented for L A was not supposed to happen it was I was just like why man like you know and and. I don't know. It it was quite a like, cause I, he
0: bridged so many gaps and barriers and like inspired. Like he inspired people that's supposed to hate him. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Yeah, like naturally, like like bro, I I fuck with all kind of niggas from 60s now. You know what I'm yeah. saying. Naturally, I'm not supposed to. I fuck right. with all kind of neighborhood niggas now. Naturally, right. I'm not supposed to. You know right. what I'm saying. And that's part of, and that's part of him like embracing me. You know what I'm saying. And his homies embracing me. You know what yeah. I'm saying. And a few of my homies also, you know what I'm saying? But, like, he, uh, man, he, like, paved the way for a lot of shit that people don't realize that's important, you know what I mean? And I think that's why his death was, like, such a big cultural thing. Yeah. Because he was, like, highly important to the culture. You know what I'm saying? He did shit that nobody ever done, like.
1: Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. He had He had a real, he was really, really brilliant dude.
0: And he was serious,
1: like he yeah. was
0: like, you know what I mean? Yeah,
1: yeah. Um, yeah. So, uh, the blue Corvette. The blue vet. The blue vet. The twenty twenty two vet. I'm mean, gonna ride with me. You can vibe with me.
0: Yeah. Uh, does it exist? Yes, it exists. It exists. It's not and here, it's, is it? And it's uh, nah. I'm in my Benz right now. Okay. Damn. I'm in the truck. Okay.
1: I was like, if the vet's here I, do I don't really
0: it? I don't really drive it every day cause like that motherfucker turn heads. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah. And it's like, I don't, a lot of the time I don't be ready for all that. Like right now, like I'm in my creative mind and yeah. I'm trying to execute a lot of shit right now. Yeah. So, you know, I'm kind of like low key right now in my execution mode, but I'm gonna be out. I'm gonna be driving this weekend. I'm gonna get busy though. I'm gonna
1: have a little fun this weekend. The blue you know vet. Saying? The do blue you, vet, damn. I wouldn't even know like that. That kind of a car to me is like crazy. Like I can't even. I wouldn't even want a sports car personally. Bro, that's it, not the, my but style. But look,
0: but peep this. Peep the tr- tr- the twist though. I okay. always said I'm like, man, them car, them new Corvettes. Somebody show. I'm like, them motherfuckers ugly. Yeah. Fuck them cars. Woo, woo, woo. And then um, cause I got it as a birthday gift.
1: Okay. You know what I'm saying? How.
0: My partner, you know what I'm saying? Shout okay. out my guy, you know what I mean, G. You know okay. what I mean? My guy G. Um, he was telling me about, it. I'm like, yeah, them bullshit. Ooh. And he sent me a picture of a white one with like tan guts. Like, and I'm like, man, that shit is ugly, bro. I don't like that. Then he sent me the blue one. I'm like, this motherfucker raw. <laughs> he like, all right, it's gonna be ready. Pick it up Friday. Happy birthday, fucker. What? Yeah. Well, yeah, straight up. Okay,
1: that's cool. That's a cool Great gift. Friend. Straight up. That's cool. <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. I know, I want a gift like that. So that was a gift. And um, mm. that was a gift. And
0: um, and motherfuckers can't even get them. Like they on pre-order, back-order, you know what I mean? And uh, I actually like, I fell in love with that motherfucker. Like, you know, hidden corners. Right. Burning out, donuts. Like, <laughs> I'm be acting an ass in that motherfucker.
1: Damn, top down, crazy. American car too. Yeah, that's a. It's
0: it's it's definitely a fun car, but like gave me a different outlook on shit. Do on Corvettes.
1: Um, my take now on cars is I used to I used to drive Caddies. That's all I would drive, right? Yeah. You and look then, like a Caddy man. I love a Caddy. Yeah. Just sitting that thing, it's like a couch. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So I drive a caddy, and 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 I'll get caddies, and then you know when the pandemic hit, I was like, I'm just gonna get a 4Runner. I'm gonna get the most like normal, low key, like functional car.
0: I got a low key too. I got a Camry. Right. Yeah, you. Can, I got a
1: 2020 Camry that <laughs> that's I, your low key that See, I drive around sometimes. Yeah. yeah, I'm not at the level where I have like I just got one car. It's it's chill. It is where it is, and like I'm trying to I'm trying to convince myself to. To, to stay, because I, I start fantasizing about what if I trade this thing and get something else? What if I get this car? But I'm trying to convince myself to stay in this car yeah. as like an exercise. Uh-huh. I'm like, I'm just going to be in this car. Discipline. I'm just, yeah, I'm just going to stay here. It works. Like, and I'm also, you know, I'm also don't treat cars well. So I'm just going to stay in this car. I'm going to bang it up a little bit and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pay it off and I'm just going to ride it out. And I'm just going to be that dude in that car and just let it go. Yeah. Like I'm just gonna let it go for now. I don't have that type of strength. I right. love well, you, cars. You're bro. a performer too. I mean, you're supposed to have cars.
0: I love cars, dog. Like especially now, like I want to get all the way because I've been through so many cars, like yeah. old schools, new mm-hmm. shit, mm-hmm. Cadillac trucks, different Benzes, BMWs. Um, you know, it's it's not gonna be any more gas cars like in the next like ten years or right. fifteen years, something like that, right? Bro, all these classic cars are, like, doubling and tripling in value right now, quadrupling, like, oh, G-Bodies, really? fucking the old Chevys, like, 59, a, a a clean stock, 59 Chevy, Impala, let's say convertible, 200,000 right now. Really? Every bit of it. 199, nine, two thirty. One seventy five. Oh, because it's not because because
1: it, it's not gonna because there is no longer gonna be yeah. gas.
0: And then like Grand Nationals, remember those was like twenty mm-hmm. thousand. My 40, 50,000 now. You know what I'm saying? Um, El Caminos going up twenty thousand. I like, used to love El Camino. I used I, I, fuck like with I El Camino. I used to get fucking El Caminos for $1, thousand dollars, fifteen hundred. Yeah. Cutlasses, I used to get cutlasses from, they used to give cutlasses away. Right. Like, man, shit, if you get it up out of here, you can have it. (laughs) Them motherfuckers, 15,000. Look, I had a cutlass of 87, I didn't have anywhere to park it. 87, moon rule, floor shift and shit. And I bought it for $1,500. It didn't have a motor in it though. I sold it back to my boy that I bought it from because I didn't have nowhere to put it. My people was tripping about the yard. So um, this was uh, about a year and a half ago. He about to sell it for 20,000. Wow. Yeah. I'm huh. about to get 20 G's for it. Yeah, that's crazy. That quick. So I'm just saying all that to say, like I'm about to just start grabbing all the old schools. I did always, I always,
1: I always wanted the Elko. I always wanted like the the boxier, like it's like the the late late 70s, early 80s Elko yeah. with the real boxy one, those yeah. things are mean, but I don't really fit in the cockpit. So well. they're small up, up front. Yeah, those things. are yeah. You kind of tall. Yeah, small up front, and but, they um, don't really lean back. No, much. you can't
0: yeah, lean back. Yeah. Like I gotta lean back a little bit. You gotta get you like a fucking. You gotta get like a Malibu. Yeah. You like that box style, a Malibu. Yeah. Or even a fucking um, like a SS Monte Carlo, like an Aero Coupe or something like that. You'll or look even, good he, in the Aero Coupe.
1: No, you look good in the Grand National though. You that's the ultimate G body. What about that Monte Carlo? Uh, that was like, it's like from 15 years ago where the back has like a whale. What what year was it? You know what I'm talking about? It's like a 2000, um, it's it's early, two, it's like 2010, 2005.
0: The 05, the 01s, the, yeah. the Somewhere around
1: there, but the back has like a whale. Like yeah. the trunk is like wavy. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. That shit was hard. That I, I really liked that car. You think those are gonna
0: turn into classics? Hell you yeah. You felt like those was good cars?
1: I don't know if they are good cars. I don't, really don't know if they were good. I just like the way it looked and probably all that shit will be classic. What you think is like the
0: last American classic car? Like what, like, as far as the latest models, like- Like what's what, the last one that would What's be? the last classic, let's just say, what's the last classic Chevy or Ford? Like Ford don't even really make tight shit. Like, or they got the Mustang, but what's the, yeah, what's the
1: last classic car you think? The, that, the last classic most up to date, right? Yeah. Is that what you're saying it's hard I mean That's I'm, gonna age well and I'll have still to go with be the, Cadillac. the shit. I'm gonna have to go with like a two thousand four Cadillac, like or two thousand ten Cadillac. Cadillac yeah. Cadillac DTS. DTS. Like just the big bot like just that kind of you know, but they're 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 bullshit cars, they fall apart. They're That's of That's what I'm saying. Yeah. So
0: like what's a good yeah, car? Not, like I wouldn't know. I just I'd probably say like the, <laughs> like ninety six impala lot. Like. Yeah. They ain't really did nothing. That I feel like it's Nine gonna last long time. and stand out Those are and dumb just
1: be a good. You know what I mean? Yeah. See, now I got see. You gotta have you gotta have space to put all these cars, man. I got one parking spot.
0: Yeah, bro. I, I, it's about it's about. I told my girl last night, like what well, the other night, like it's about thirty cars that I want. Right. And these not new, not counting the new shit that's coming out, because I want that new Maybach that's about to drop that six eighty. The S680,
1: I saw it yesterday. I said, I need that. You didn't pull up to the rave.
0: Bro, I was so fucking pissed off. I was supposed to go to San Diego for the weekend and it was uh, a long story, but I'm mad I didn't go. I was dressed and ready sitting on the couch. Damn. Like that. And it was halfway between being tired as fuck and tired
1: as fuck. Oh yeah. fucking. I tend That's to I tend sweet. to lose to, I'll lose out to Netflix anytime, and if it's about going out, I'm just like, oh, I'm yeah. good, I'm good. But you know, if it's my event, I gotta be there. Yeah, I gotta um, pump myself up to get out to a lot of shit, yeah. like parties and shit. I mean, a born and raised party is worth checking out, but. Born yeah. and raised party is the shit. Um, the next so, born and raised party, I'm coming, stealing yeah. the mic. yep come early, I'm come early. crazy. yep do a set, bounce, yeah. set the place on fire. Set it on fire, drop the mic. <laughs> <laughs> Did you uh uh so you're you got uh let's talk about your clothing line. Let's talk about this is this is a blue t shirt. Let's this talk about that t-shirt. conceptually. What are we talking about here? What's going on?
0: So I mean this is a blue t-shirt is 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 basically um just how I see the world, right? And what I mean by that is like everything is based on perception. Like how we said earlier, people just be like, just don't join gangs. Mm-hmm. This is a blue t-shirt mm-hmm. and it's red. You know what I'm saying? It's all a, a, a person's perception. You know what I mean. It's all based on individual perception, though. You
1: know what I mean. I got that when I, when I saw it. It caught my eye because it, there's something there, right? You're obviously like, because you think about all the stuff out in the in the marketplace. You know, yeah. we're we're we're, we're uh, drowning in we're drowning in information. We're drowning in media, and and uh, we're drowning in product, right? If you look at Instagram, it's just like shitloads of product right yeah everyone's just you know i'm in i'm in that conversation myself i'm fucking yo come come buy my shit right sure and and everyone's doing it boom 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 and it's got to be you know what 85 percent of it's got to be garbage right to probably i'm probably being charitable and then so if you think about a clothing company if there's any point of difference if there's anything interesting i'm gonna notice it yeah right um like that's how that's how i ended up working with Sponto and Born and Raised because he came up with the name and the idea and I saw it and I was like, oh, okay. And you know, we come from the same place, et cetera. But I was like, oh, this is different. Yeah. And then I see this and I'm like, oh, this is this is like, it's, it's conceptual, which yeah. is cool. So like you could say, this is a blue t-shirt is also like, it's also like, this is a blue t-shirt in my opinion, has, it has the ability to be anything, right, right, right. It has roots in you and where you're from, but it has the ability. Could you could could you know you could like I think a good measure of something like that is is if you could see uh, a kid riding for it, and you could also see someone's dad wearing it. Yeah, yeah, right. So, um, and that might not be like what everyone's like. I, and I say that to say that it needs to be accessible. Right. You can't be too niche. Yeah. Right? Because then you're only selling to a certain audience. Exactly. Right. So what's your plan? Like what what are you guys doing with with this company? What's going on? Uh um I mean like you said uh like the brand got to be
0: accessible. Like my last brand that I was doing was like so niche like and just so boxed in like I I was dying to do something like this, you know? Mm-hmm. But uh you know, my uh my goal with this is the goal with any other thing is to be successful, and what like what I would consider success is, uh, just you know, serving and serving the audience, and having my you know uh, consumer. I don't even really want to call them consumers. You know what I'm right. saying? Just people that engage with me and understand and fuck with it and and understand what it is to have, the f- accept the freedom of perception. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And like, you know. Uh, Accepting of a, a freedom of perception is like respecting other people's opinion, or you know my or how I feel about how I look about that shit is how I look at it. You know what I'm saying? But you know, um, if you give me some some information or you know teach me, you know I could I could learn more, or see more. So basically, you know, pushing it just the progressive mind state, but you know on some business shit like. You know, I'm gonna sell a shitload of clothes.
1: <laughs> yeah, and I feel like I don't know, I feel like I feel like the more outside the box that you get with what you're doing. Yeah the more like, cause you got your fans. And are it's like,
0: nothing is, sorry to cut you off, but yeah. nothing is ever really what it seems like in the world that we come from. Right. right. You know right. what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, especially like not talking about the street. Now we into the actual business and the, the culture of being creative and just creating shit. Like it's rare that um, something is really what it looks like. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's a it's lot like of... it don't really, like never really happen. You know what I mean? Yeah. either shit is overplayed or downplayed
1: like you know what i'm saying right never really you know well it's also like you we're in a unique opportunity for now and who knows for how long it'll last but you can like the 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 power to like you you know when i was a kid the idea of making a t-shirt or making a t-shirt company was so um oppressive and and crazy to me. Like I couldn't even wrap my like I wanted to make a t-shirt company in high school. Yeah. In the first wave of streetwear, I was like, I'm gonna make my own t-shirt company. It's gonna be called on it, it was called On and On and had an infinity. I had this whole fucking thing. On
0: and on and on and on and (laughs) exactly.
1: On and on. We had I had like an infinity logo and I had my buddy drawing some shit. And I was like, that's as far as I ever got because I couldn't figure out It was such a massive undertaking to me. Now, had I done that, I'd probably be a different type of, like I'd probably be a a, a tycoon by now, right? But I didn't because I was so caught up in my own bullshit that I couldn't wrap my head around taking it from from step A to Z. But now you have a portal via social media where like, anyone can almost do anything in that like any anyone that has an idea can sell it yeah and it's like it's like finding Im- imaginative ways and there's a million ways now right? right like everyone's fucking like from the stupidest shit in the world like you know you got tiktokers who are making you know million yeah. multi-million yeah. dollars a year Bank bars, yeah. fucking dancing and shit like yeah. and then you know like once you have a certain amount of followers right like once you have over a couple hundred thousand followers you have uh you have selling power yeah it's just how do you sell it for certain right like you really like you you have a couple hundred thousand followers on your instagram yeah so now you have you have some sort of a selling power and it's like how do you now your thing is like you have this audience how do you sell to your audience right exactly i'm just talking because it excites me when people like because i've been doing born and raised for a long time and it's like there's exciting moments yeah but It's the beginning of a company to me is the most exciting yeah. because you have all this freedom and latitude to do whatever the fuck you want. And also you can do a lot of crazy shit right? and you can, there's no bottom line. Like you can do whatever you want. Like when we, when we started born and raised, um, Sponto and I, uh, you know, I I was like, cause I'd been through it before. Right. I had another company back in the day. I've been around the shit since I was a little kid. So I, I, you know, and I was like directing music videos and he came and he's like, I got this idea. And I was like, all right, let me shoot a film for you. And I shot a film, and I started talking about ideas. I'm like, and I started seeing it. I just started seeing it all mapped out. And him and I together started talking about shit. I'm like, here's what we're gonna do. We're gonna make a gift box. Yeah. Right. And I made these, and I and I have. I'll show you. There's one in the other room. It's like I made a wooden shoe box, and in the wooden shoe box. Um, it was a born and raised shoebox And you opened the shoebox And in the shoebox was You got a pair of boots we, we did a duck boot With this company called Gourmet at the time That was around we had, a, we had a custom boot In your size You had a pack of smokes Which is a native American Kind of like thing of like You know It's a way you interact with people To give people cigarettes yeah. You had a, a handball You had weed you have some pills if you're a pill person. Stickers. Yeah. Um, like a whole little gift. Like I, I was trying to imagine like the best gift basket you could get. Yeah. And I want people to open this shit. And we, and we just gave it away. We just, I was like, let's just make this shit and just give it to people in the industry to be like, we're coming. For sure. Here's what we're about. Yeah, And it's those kind of intangible things that you can do in the beginning that now you don't. Like we're so busy we're not really I'm not making a custom fucking like we were handpacking these things and building them like putting those three t-shirts rolled up in each one like it was like this thing yeah I do see people doing that like it's not like I invented that idea but I think doing it when you're young and new yeah that's the it's grace. exciting yeah, exactly right because if I get one of those from some like whatever company I'm probably gonna give it all away at this point I don't really give a shit but if it's some new exciting company with new shit I haven't seen right and I think that you you have the ability to to take like i think you have a culture that's rich where you come from and it's like looking and finding those things in there that people don't even like there's a lot of shit that people don't know about and it's like finding it and repackaging it and making it sophisticated so when people get it they're like what the fuck is this yeah what is this item you know what i mean like what where where did this come from you know like i'm trying to think of like you know whatever the fuck it might be you know um but I, i i just i get excited by that stuff because it's like I don't know there's in the beginning there's an endless there's endless opportunities to define yourself you know right and i think that um i think that like before long you turn around and then you're in a business and all oh, shit now now you're now you're in the fucking machine now you got a business yeah And now you're fucked because now, now you're like beholden to this thing and uh you know in the beginning there's a lot of leeway to like i don't know i think to to, to have fun with it and to to like leverage all your stuff, you know, um, tell your stories, and I feel like you know it's it's just uh, man. Did I get a contact eye? Am I stoned? No, I'm not stoned. Um, I know. I'm are butterfish. you stoned? Huh? I'm, I, <laughs> I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs>
0: no, I'm bothered for sure.
1: So this is you got the T-shirt company, and what else are you guys doing besides shirts?
0: So we uh we got shirts, accessories, mm-hmm. um, sweaters. I'm working on a few other pieces right now, um, outside of just the traditional streetwear, like furniture and shit like that, and art. You know what I mean? Nice. So I got a a couple chairs under construction right now that I want to get into. But I, you know, overall, I want it to be like just like a, you know, like a fashion house. Like you know what I mean? Like just all type of different fly shit. You know what I mean? Um, But really, I don't. I don't. I want to take that back because i don't even want to put a like a label on it yet you know what i'm saying it's mm-hmm. just like a dope thing you mm-hmm. know what i'm
1: saying and then do you have do you also have uh merch outside of that like jeep yeah for merch? sure hell okay. yeah
0: yeah because uh like i don't look at this as merch like right. i hate when people be like you got the blue t-shirt merch like no no no, no. this is not merch this right. is a fucking brand right it's serious right and it's gonna sell without g perico right you know what I'm saying? Now, I got G Perico merch. You know what I'm saying? Um, like, Enterprise Click shit, Perico's Enterprise. Mm-hmm. Um, different accessories for that. You know what I mean? That we really do, like, more so towards,
1: like, for fucking shows and shit like that. You know what I mean? It's interesting, too, because if you look at what Nipsey did with the Crenshaw graphic, right? Um, that That shit has such an impact. And it's not like... He didn't reinvent the wheel. He just took some shit that was native right. and put it on a shirt. But you have people wearing that shit in like Beverly Hills. Exactly. Because they, they connected it's to the it. It's the culture. Like, right. Crenshaw, one of the most important streets in Los Angeles. Right. And you wouldn't think that that would move outside of that area, but yeah. it did. And people were like, I remember I was looking. I was like, I want one of those. I'm not going to wear it because I'm not, you know, yeah. I'm from over there. But like. Yeah, initially, I think it was like that. Yeah.
0: And then it. People start getting in, and out everybody wear. Cause right. like at first it was like you got on Crenshaw, you from 60, or you from neighborhood. Like yeah. now it's, yeah, it's
1: became a, a thing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think that there's, you know, there's a lot of ways to, to. I think it's like it's figuring out. It's just like it really is about going outside the box and fucking zigging sure. where people zag and figuring out like what's the bro. You know what I mean, bro? You said
0: some shit I say every day. Huh. I tell niggas all the time. If you zigging, I'm a zag, bro. Right. Like, I am I don't want to do what people doing. Like, I want to break all the rules. Like, I was just on the phone with uh, uh somebody from my distribution company. Like, bro, I'm not, fuck these rules, man. Yeah. Like, that shit is boring there as fuck. There are no rules. There's yeah. no fucking rules. No. Why am I trying to stick in a box? The box is what gets you stagnated. It's true. Like, trying to stay in that fucking box. Fuck all that, bro. We just going crazy, like. And you know, the people that do that, I feel like last longer, people talk about them, they inspire more people, whether it's immediately or it's down the line, they do inspire a whole era of people, you know what I'm saying, Mm -hmm. by fuck them rules. Like everybody that's like fuck them rules, like if it's not at that specific point in time, somewhere down the line, you're gonna influence a whole fucking group of people that Mm -hmm. fuck around and change the world. You know what I'm saying?
1: Yeah, and I look at it, too, when I talk to people about starting a business, right? When they talk about, like, you know, you have, you have, you have two businesses. You have a music business. You have a, you have a clothing business, right? Yeah. Maybe you have another business. A few, them. Other, yeah, a few yeah. other, yeah. Yeah, so you have businesses. Yeah. And when I talk to people about, because there's a lot of fear in starting a business, right? When I talk to people about it, and I go, listen, there is no losing it doesn't matter. It's a lesson. You learn. It's a lesson. Yeah. And like you hear all this corny shit. We love that shit, part. Right? We love that part. Yeah, you hear it. All right, now I don't do it again. i speed past you on the next go around. Exactly. And you hear this shit as a kid. Like, oh, you know, you hear all this like bullshit. And you're like, you can't. It never made sense to me until I started something and had a failure and been like, well, that didn't work. But you know what? I learned. I learned, I gave myself an education because I'm not gonna go to school. Yeah. So I educated myself on the job. And also, once you start one thing, you have a pedigree. It right. doesn't matter, you know, yeah, it's great if you won, but you also started a thing that existed. Now you have a pedigree as a guy that had a business. Yeah. And you know that, and you know you can do it, and then you realize how fucking easy it is. Like it's a thin line, right? Yeah, it's sure. a thin line, it's a thin line between do or don't. Right. And it's so thin, and, and it's, it's like the thinnest, it's like a thin glass wall. Right and and like and I've been behind it, trapped behind it for many times. Like I get trapped behind it still. Yeah. And there's this thin wall, and you can just, if you want to, you can step around it. But it just takes some action, right? right? And uh, and I talk to people about that all the time when they talk about starting a business. I'm like, yo, just start it, just go. Just you can't go. lose. Yeah. Even if you lose, you win. Yeah. Like you're investing, you're gonna die. Right. You're gonna fucking be, you're gonna be dead one day, and you're gonna play the tape back if you have that chance, like, and you're gonna say,
2: I should have yeah. done that. I yeah. should have tried yeah. that. Yeah. yeah.
1: Cause there's nothing. There, there is no like. That's it. You don't take any of this with you. Yeah. Like it's just, you either did some shit or you didn't, and or that's you it. Fucking didn't, right? And yeah, I don't <laughs> want to
0: be one of those guys that didn't,
1: right? And you, you know? don't want to be like that's a,
0: like my biggest fear. I think is yeah. being a person that didn't at this point in life. Yeah, like especially after making it through the point where I'm like, nigga, I'm post- I'm finna be dead soon, right? Like that's what that life is. Like right. shit, I'm finna die right here, like. Bro, I outlive my life expectancy. At this point, bro, we fucking going crazy, like yeah. dropping everything, like fuck the safety net. Like, is it? Let's go.
1: Yeah, it's you all great. Yeah, yeah. Like I I'm the that.
0: type of motherfucker. Like on, remember on uh, on set it off uh-huh. when they were standing outside the bank and Queen Latifah just walked in, mm-hmm. and they like, yeah, it's like you got to be like that. Like
1: fuck it, come on. Side note. I did the graffiti for "Set It Off." Oh yeah, yeah,
0: fire. That's fire.
1: <laughs> How you like that? That's fire. <laughs> they hired me to do the 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 Acorn uh, blocks. Acorn project. <laughs> acorn Ooh, project. I thought you knew. Yeah, as a kid, that was over there
0: in um in um Culver City projects, huh?
1: <laughs> nah, that was in the Valley. Oh, that they was probably, in the Valley. Uh, the, the part oh, that Paquema. I painted. Paquema. The part, yeah, it was in yeah, Pacoima. Yeah, yeah. The part okay. that I painted
0: was was in Paquema. Yeah, Pacoima. Okay. They might have shot. Because I was wondering. I'm like, damn. That was the only place I could think of. I'm like, where else is it? Projects like that at.
1: Maybe they shot it both and then no, but
0: I think it was all for Coima, now that you say that. Cause they do got project buildings out there like that. Cause I was wondering, I'm like, they not in Watts, where the fuck are they at? Acorn projects, yeah. Acorn projects, fool. I thought you I saw that movie in the movie theater with my granny. We was the only two people in there. Oh really? Yeah. Huh. Yeah. How old were you? Um shit, young as fuck.
1: I don't remember exactly. I remember being there though. Can you remember a movie? Because you know, I'm like a, um, you know, I love films, right? So can you remember a movie that hit you in the chest in a way where you were changed? Like, do you remember seeing? Like, cause I can, I can remember a few of those moments where I really was like, whole, like, like transported. You know what I mean? Yeah.
0: Huh? It hit me that
1: I was changed.
0: Wow. I never even thought about that. Probably. Oh um like bossing up from by snoop i
1: never like seen that bossing
0: one. up look i seen bossing up by snoop look i was i was a teenager um and is that like in his no limit era nah this after no limit i never this saw like up. this uh This like oh five okay so um so um like i'm all i had already been like having holes here and there like running across holes right getting some money from them and they disappear and then i'd like just have start pimping for a brief you know for mm-hmm. like a little moment in time you know what i'm saying and my homie was like man watch bossing up and i don't even think it was the movie i think it was just the energy and the time and then after that i was like I had spots and shit. We selling dope the whole nine. I left all that shit. I said, "Man, y'all niggas can have this shit. I'm pimping." You know what I mean? And I was pimping like for like
1: that whole year before I went to the pen. No shit. Yeah. How was your uh, how big was your entourage, quote unquote, your stable?
0: Uh not big. Like one, two or three. Right. At a time. You know what I'm saying? At the most like three, then two. Then one, you know what I'm saying? I wasn't really like no big time. And it was out like on the that. street?
1: It was on Fig? Everywhere. It was on the internet.
0: Everywhere. Everywhere. I didn't discover the internet till later. So right. like you think about it, uh fucking um uh, Western, Fig, Long Beach Boulevard, um uh, fucking uh um uh, what's that? Harbor in Orange County, uh Hope in fucking Pomona, Ontario uh, I have been on like, all, like a shitload of blades, damn.
1: And then, did you ever go out of town? Hollywood with it? sunset. Hollywood uh, sunset. I remember when it's crazy because there was a track on a uh, on Lincoln when I was younger. It was yeah. crazy. Lincoln oh Bullard? yeah,
0: Lincoln. Lincoln. I had bitches down on Lincoln too. <laughs> yeah,
1: <laughs> Lincoln was crazy. Yeah, it was crazy for sure. Yeah. Like I, that little strip, like
0: from Washington on, like in that little area, Washington and Venice, like mm-hmm. over there, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've been down around. You know that's right? crazy, Yeah. that's crazy. Oh, Century Boulevard. Okay. Century Boulevard was like the, that was where I first got some money from a hoe at. $90.
1: $90.
0: Like my homie little <laughs> Indian coached me through it. I got the $90 and then the bitch just blew up and she just disappeared, you know what I'm saying? I remember one night I'm driving, I'm driving the homies and they had, you know, niggas out the window on her. Matter of fact, I was on FIG last night, like, you know what I'm saying? For just riding around talking shit, like, yeah. it's not really nothing that a, like a bitch on FIG could do for me at this point, like, $500, $600 and some problems a day, right. like, that's nothing, right. like, bitch, maybe a thousand, like, get out of here. You know what I'm saying? But uh, uh we riding up century had on a blue bee hat some, uh blue khakis blue chucks a, a big gold Rolex chain and um I was trying to pimp you know what I mean I'm driving we get pulled over by the police and um we in what's that fucking motel on century before you get on the freeway on a 405 uh motel 6 one, one of them motel. hotels right mm-hmm. I'm bagging up I bump into the cops they behind us like you, we bagging up tap, on you... the bitch. I tapped the car a little bit. I'm like, oh shit. Drive through the parking <laughs> lot. They let us get out the parking lot and get on the side of the ramp on the freeway. Burpus. They like, man, was y'all trying to holler at them all? I'm like, hell no. Nah. They like, just say it. You know how the police just say it so we could let you go. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Bitch, get out of my face. Like, bitch, do it. You a pimp? Do it look like I'm a pimp, bitch. I'm a crip. Look what I got on. And look how they, they do me. They said, well, shit. Um they said something like to the to the uh along the lines of uh basically if you don't tell us, we could be doing filling out another police report and we'll drop you off in the wrong hood. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, do what you gotta do. You know what I'm saying? They took our picture, made a sign something to stay up out of Englewood and shit around that time, like you know what I mean? That shit was crazy.
1: Did that shit ever happen to you where people were... Because were, I would hear about that stuff where people grab up... The cops would grab people up and drop them off in like the nah, opposite neighborhoods. I
0: ain't never got dropped off, but I only got fucked up though. Yeah. By the cops. Yeah. Know? I only got fucked up. I remember... I'm in... <laughs> I'm in the 108th station. I just went to jail and they telling me... Because I, I went to jail with one of my older homies and they telling me to basically... Say every like tell on him basically. You know what mm-hmm, I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I'm like, man, fuck y'all. Man, they whooped on me so cold. I was about 16, 15, whooped on me. Mm. To the point where I'm like, I got on handcuffs and they beating. I'm like, I'm looking at him like this, up. <laughs> man. Stop stop fucking me up. You know what I'm saying? And then he looked down at me and then stop. Like. He had like I had braids too, like this, but it was like my hair was a little thicker. Yeah. So somehow he got my braids like in his hand, and I'm like, I'm looking at him like this. <laughs> and he looked down at me and just let me go. Like, but they he fucked me up though. Socked me up real good. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Crazy. It's fucked up.
1: Yeah. Did you just drop a new album?
0: Yeah, I'm in mean, dropping projects like every month, basically. Like, Whole albums mm, or uh, or just songs, like, like seven songers, nine songers. Oh, really? You know what I mean? Yeah, every month. Yeah, you just I'm, I think I'm gonna drop two this month.
1: No mm, shit. Yeah. I and gotta, then what's the um, that shit just goes like what's your what's your your uh, platform like? Your do you, are you getting spins like do you get do you get return on spins for like Spotify shit like that or it's just
0: uh yeah 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 Spotify like uh Spotify fuck with me Apple like all the DSPs, you know what I'm saying? I'm on everything. Right. And um like in 2021, like content is fucking king and it's money. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So my whole shit is just building up a catalog outside of like all the shit that I'm doing like the so the acting shit, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I'm building myself up as acting, as an actor. Um I just got a new agent. Shows back open back building my touring up you know what i'm saying that's fucking that's two uh that's two streams of income uh blue Mm t-shirt we want to build that up Mm -hmm. to you know uh i don't even want to say the number motherfuckers gonna be talking shit but uh you know how this clothing shit is blue t-shirt um my catalog Mm -hmm. because g perico sell all of this shit and market all this shit but like my catalog is uh you know, something that I feel like could like, probably be like a million dollars a month type shit. And you're as independent, long as I so do, you own this yeah, stuff, Yeah, I'm right? independent, yeah. Right. So, as long as I do the right shit and keep building it, you know what I'm saying, and keep telling this story, when something hit, like, we'll be at consistent M's a month and I own it, you know what I mean? So that's like, like a consistent stream of residual income outside of all the other shit. So like, content is like, from video content to All that shit is money right now. You know what I mean? Like this is the streaming era. Like uh twenty million streams is a hundred thousand dollars. You feel me? Okay. Stream twenty million, you get roughly twenty million streams collectively a month. You could count on a hundred thousand dollar check, eighty thousand to a hundred
1: thousand. So that's why it's a quantity game. So you put out more projects, you get more streams, people are gonna check for it. it. It's
0: quantity and quality. You know what I'm saying? Because like, in order for your catalog to sustain through the years, the shit gotta be dope. It gotta talk to people. Like, people gotta, it. like, it's songs that I listen to every day. Like, shit, my boy came, like, fucking soul to soul. Like, mm. like it's, you know, just think if they had, like, 30 more songs, like, that that one that everybody listened to. Keep on moving, don't stop, no. If they had 30 of those, like, their shit would be streaming. So that's how I look at it. Like, yeah, I want I need the one hit, but... And they don't Why catch up. I can't have fifty
1: of them, you and know they, I mean? and you don't get caught up in uh, sample clearance or anything, right? Because you take so, a lot of. So
0: it's a it's a it's a lot of shit that's sampled that I don't really get nothing from, but I use that to market. You market, right? You know what I'm saying? Right. So if it's not it's gonna be in my catalog, and you know sticking to my ribs, then it's something that I could use to market, where it'll help like motherfuckers love this song when I'm it. so it's helping my touring. Or we could, you know, uh, use it in promo for clothing and shit. Or we shoot the video and it's a fucking commercial for blue t-shirt. Right. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. you know, uh, everything is,
1: f- you know, for a reason. You know yeah, I mean? it all intermingles. Yeah. What about? I got an idea for your portfolio. Okay, just walk with me for a minute. I love to hear it. Here we go. We get a we get an energy drink right that falls under your umbrella. And it's marketed now now it's gonna be niche because the name of the drink is called Crip Sweat. Yeah. Okay. And the the, the marketing is you're harnessing the energy of ten crips in yeah. one <laughs> it was, Bro, that's big. It's like a Red Bull, right? But it's wrapped in, it's wrapped in a blue rag, and it's called Crip Sweat. And you and you and you market it to the to the suburbs and you say you want to harness the energy of ten crips. Each bottle, each, each can of this contains the the power and the energy and crips. the testosterone of ten lust. Bro, that's fucking insane. Crip sweat. And then we do the we shoot the we shoot the uh we shoot the commercial with the laboratory, kind of like fifty cent in the club. Yeah. It's Crips working out, doing different exercises, they yeah, bottled it's the a sweat. Bench. <laughs> right. <laughs> <was a> <laughs> yep. You get the old school shots of the of like the old like um there's a uh, there was a there was a storage container this dude found full of old uh uh Shoreline Crip photos, a yeah. photo album. Yeah. And there's like and I still have a folder of it somewhere and it made it through a few clothing companies and someone published it. And it's like I'm talking like fools like from the 80s like early small. 80s just all small. the original Crips was yeah, huge. huge that was the goal big afro yes. you get some of those guys in your marketing campaign yeah then you got an energy drink I in get portfolio. Some of the portfolio original motherfuckers too
0: right you know what not to get off subject yeah but did you know that red bull was just a marketing company it's not a fucking energy drink company no I didn't like know they that. just put their logo on that drink it's not even a if i'm not mistaken
1: that wouldn't surprise me like I mean, they
0: just a fucking marketing company, bro. It's not an energy drink company at
1: all. I mean, there's so much money like in these drink companies. Like I was at a barbecue and I was like realizing that everyone drinks White Claw now, right? Right. Like who beer is done. I mean, not done, but like beer amongst kids, it's like everyone's drinking White Claw, men, women, college, yeah. non Like, It just it just Seltzer took over. Yeah. And if you get and that's that's the kind of money, like that's the kind of income where like you made one design, you have one product, you just sell that. Like I've never seen a White Claw ad. That right. shit just and blew the just fuck up. Dough, yeah, yeah. That's culture right there. It's crazy. Well, you know, if you do move forward with Cripset, just just uh, be sure to Cripset will definitely holler. Yeah, just let me know. I mean, I don't have yeah. any, na- I don't have any claims to the name, but concept is mine. Passing on to you. <laughs> um, just else? to make
2: that clear, <laughs> I
1: have no, I, I don't. You have the ability to push that product forward. I have, I cannot. Um, what else? What else we got? Enterprise
0: Click, Perico's Enterprise, Enterprise. Enterprise. You know what I'm saying? Uh, shout out my guy, U E. Briss on the come up. You know what I mean? Young Long Beach legend in the making. You know what I'm saying? Uh, shout out uh, Lil said, Lil y, Uh Damn, I shouldn't have started naming names because I'm forgetting shit.
1: Now you're gonna leave someone out.
0: Shout out the whole Enterprise Click, man.
1: Shout Straight out to up. the enterprise. Click. Shout out to Maddie Matheson for not being here.
0: Shout out Maddie, man. Where the fuck you at, man? He was
1: scared. He heard you were coming. He's like, I can't. I'm scared. I'm scared. Nah, of he, he good.
0: We talking about eating boogers and shit. Oh yeah. Know what I
1: mean the, bo- <laughs> the yeah. booger eating segment. Yeah. <laughs> you met Maddie at uh, you were at ComplexCon, right? Yeah, like I met many Maddie. many years ago. I met Maddie. Yeah, that's where I met him at at ComplexCon. Yeah, uh, youngster introduced yep. me to him. Yep. 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 Yeah, I found some pictures of that. It was like um. Back when that girl was around with the who wore the the bandana on her as a mask, you know who that was? I forget her name. She had a she had a mask she always wore. She yeah, a rapper, and it was just like a bandana, but it was like molded to her face. Uh, you know who that yeah, was? She know. was around that same time. You're like, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> You're like, I don't know. <laughs> It'd be so bitty,
0: but there's a lot of people out there doing stuff.
1: Yeah.
0: What about uh? They said four hundred th- songs, four hundred thousand songs come out every week. Jesus Christ, are you serious? Yeah. In
1: just on DSPs, like across just the, all genres across though. DSP yeah. four hundred thousand songs, fuck, and probably half of that is Chinese music, Man, K-pop it's, also. Yeah, yeah. It's I a mean, lot is of, it is that worldwide or is that just in America? That's a lot of fucking music. Um, I be, yeah, I think it's uh just in a. It's a fight. Know, it may be a worldwide. It's a fight to get you. You know how you know how I hear, I hear shit is I'll hear songs in a meme. Yeah, like that's all hear Songs that's get the broke. way
0: that's the way they market shit now. That's the way shit go viral. But like, just being able your catalog, being able to sustain and pay your bills. Like, if you got like a, a high or a, a nice overhead, like that's like super, you just you that's just need super blessing. You need one monster, one monster. One
1: monster. Yeah. Man, I wish I one could make joint. a hit song. I want one monster because just to just a little have a little. I'm check trying to in. make.
0: I wish I could make one too because hey, <laughs> <laughs> you're a lot closer than I am. <laughs> You've I've been, been working one hit. On it, man. Yeah.
1: What do you think about uh, one
0: hit, bro? One song, even like if I get a song, even on fucking number fifty on the Billboard, bro, I'm gonna make fifty million dollars. The way good. I hustle, like, you're good.
1: Yeah, yeah. One hit, because yeah. it's like that shit. Like you think about how much, how much time I got to spend designing clothes all the time. Yeah. And selling that item, but you design one song and it's there for the rest of your fucking life, making yeah. you money. Like, I'm not going to make yeah. that money off of these t-shirts. Like this, the same design ain't going to last yeah. one fucking does Just give me, I, I just want one, one hit to put in my catalog one of things that make yeah. money. It'll have you living one hit song. Do you, do you think, um, do you feel like, uh, cause sometimes people will start to bring in guest artists and they'll, and they'll like, they'll just decide to just pay out somebody, be like, I'm gonna give so-and-so hundred racks yeah. to be on this song. Do you think that's a good strategy? I mean, if it feel good, hell yeah. If it yeah. makes sense. If it feel good, anything that feels good is not to
0: be questioned, True. you know what I'm saying? Okay. But you know, if it's like, if it don't feel good, like, and I think labels do that shit a lot, do shit that don't feel good, do shit that looks good on the paper. Like, you know what I'm saying? Right. So, you know, that's the struggle between the the business and the art, you know what I mean? And the music shit.
1: Yep. It's, it's like you never know. As soon as you try to make a cat bark, it just you can hear it, and it's not right. Exactly. I remember hearing like, did you, did you ever fuck a Razkaz? You know that is
0: Razkaz. Hell yeah, I know Razkaz.
1: Yeah, I remember. I remember. used to fuck a Razkaz heavy, and he was I, I was like, he was amazing at his in his time in his era. Yeah. Like, there was a point when he was like, nah, he a, legend, on a the legend underground. Yeah, yeah. And I remember he did this one album with Dre, and all respects to rascalz but it didn't feel right for right. me. Like, and he was making, he was like, I'm gonna go for it. I'm gonna go for this big album. And he's a, he's a, he's a lyrical underground artist. Yeah, And he, he did these really big songs and they're really good songs, really well made, but there's something about it that just wasn't. It just didn't connect, yet. You know what I mean? And it's interesting cause I, I, I noticed stuff like that too. And you realize that yeah. you gotta play, you gotta play the notes, man. You gotta play. I think that's the what, hits. that's
0: what happened with me too. When I took my deal, like, it's like, uh, like the songs wasn't a, like we going for the fucking gusto but it's like what's the gusto like y'all love me for the shit that I was already doing yeah let me do that and put the flame behind that you know what i'm saying so mm-hmm. i understand that totally that's why i'm dropping so much right now cuz i just feel like i um i got to make up to the to the people that uh that believe in me and fuck with me Yeah, and outside of building catalog is just like just you know I think that that cult following is so important. You know what I mean? And just that like people having something to to connect to on a consistent basis. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like a moment in time, like that's what I'm trying to capture right now. I'm trying to capture like these next two, three years to where it was like, that was like, when you think about the, the music or when my songs get played back, you'll think about a whole era in your life. Like, like some
1: good shit though, you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Like, if you think about it too, you have to do what's natural, but you also every once in a while have to again. You got to step out the box. You got to that. Like when Nipsey did the um, call to the bank. Is that the song where he yeah. samples MGMT? You Man,
0: know the, that was my favorite song. That song's bro, crazy. At That time, yeah. That, that was, song was my crazy.
1: favorite song at that time, man. and very unexpected. That's still one of my favorite songs. It's a really good track. Yeah. And he just took that song and he just rapped over it. Yeah, that shit was already made like that. It's it's an easy loop. Yeah, and it's like sometimes you know, shit like that, like that kind of stuff will transcend everything. But that's the that's the essence of rap, though. When you think about it, mm-hmm. all
0: rap all rap hits like name some classics and name some hits. Like it's not too many that's not
1: samples. Oh yeah, even now, even now, yeah. when people make yeah. They're still big. I'll still, I'll still catch it. Like I heard a, um, I heard a King Crimson. I don't listen to King Crimson. I was like, I'm gonna check. I saw they're playing down the street and I was like, let me listen to King Crimson. Yeah. And the first song I, I listened to was a Kanye sample. and I was like, oh shit. Yeah. And I never really, you know. That's then, the essence of rap. Yeah, like, yeah.
0: And hit songs, like all Dre shit samples.
1: All of that shit. Yeah.
0: Crazy. You know what I mean? And yeah. he's like labeled as the greatest producer ever of all right. times. Right. So, you know, um, sampling is the essence. The Essence. The Essence. <laughs> Straight up. All, all right. my sample joints is my biggest joints. Those are the biggest ones. Born and raised, baby. B, X, how you throw the R Damn. up, though, big? I got the B and the X, homie. I can't get it. You know what I mean? I just don't know how to throw the R up. Probably like something like this. <laughs> something like that's
1: that. the R, look, that's the R. <laughs> that's the B, X, R. <laughs> 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 uh, all right, y'all. Thank you. uh Yeah, powerful. Wait, one. this is PTA. This is I'm PTA. Triggered. No, but you know, it's also it's BXR P- P- at the same time. P T A homie. PTA. Power yeah, for yeah truth P. What's a P- <laughs> it's the P. It's the PTA, homie. PTA.
2: You
0: know PTA.